0: Hey y'all, welcome back to Eco Chic, the podcast all about practical science and sustainability. You're listening to episode 85. My name is Laura Diaz. Welcome back. If you're returning, I'm really happy to have you here. And if you are listening to Eco Chic for the first time, make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. It's the easiest way to make sure that you never miss an episode. We've had a lot of really good episodes lately. Last Tuesday's episode was speaking on the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. Before that, we had a bonus episode, three tips for conscious consumption during the holidays. We announced, of course, Totally Eco Chic, the eco-conscious lifestyle shop. You can shop on totallyecochic.com. And before that, we had a conversation with a representative from the Citizens Climate Lobby discussing how to talk about climate change with deniers and skeptics so there has been a lot of really fun cool episodes happening lately i'm really excited to be also bringing you an episode later this week that is going to be like tips for starting a zero-waste lifestyle, essentially a zero-waste starter kit episode, because there are a lot of listeners that are asking for that lately. So I've talked about it a little bit in the past, but I felt like it was better to release it as more of like a bonus episode outside of our regular Tuesday schedule. So again, make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss that episode coming out later this week. Today, we are talking with Aaron Orbach, the brand manager for Booty Activewear. Booty, B-O-O-D-Y, is a really cool brand because they make clothing out of bamboo. I really love the topic of bamboo as a fabric because it is such a sustainable option compared to, of course, polyester, but even cotton. Bamboo is incredibly sustainable because bamboo is a weed. It's really water conscious. It takes very little resources to produce. And the process that Erin discusses of making clothing out of bamboo is really, really interesting. We have spoken about bamboo once before as a really awesome fabric option with Etitude, which is a bamboo sheet company. It's a bamboo bedding company, and that was episode 68. If you want to go back and learn more about bamboo as a sustainable fabric choice, However, today, Erin and I, not only are we talking a little bit about bamboo, but more broadly, our conversation is about practical minimalism. I think that there's this misconception when you want to have a more sustainable closet or a more green, quote unquote, wardrobe, you have to subscribe to minimalism. Minimalism, of course, is just the idea of decluttering your life, having as few things as possible to meet all of your needs. And I'm excited to be talking to Erin about this because I personally am not a minimalist. I like having things and I like having options. Not to say that I want a ton of things. If I'm buying something, I want to be buying it really intentionally and because it's something that is long wearing, because it's something that is of quality, of a brand that I can support, whatever. But that being said, I want fewer things to, again, support those needs. So practical minimalism. Erin kind of breaks down what that looks like. She herself is a minimalist, and then of course, booty activewear is a line that really supports this more minimalist closet aesthetic. So, we talk a little bit about the three pillars of minimalism in her life, which is really like affordability, practicality, and quality when you're choosing items. She also breaks down certain certifications that you should be looking for as a consumer when you're looking at materials and ethical production. And she also gives a lot of tips for just streamlining your color scheme, cleaning out your closet, things like that. So really great, like, take-home tips that you can go home today and clean out your closet and figure out what you need to replace, what you don't need to replace, where you can really streamline your wardrobe to more closely align with this idea of just having less and having better things, the idea of quality over quantity. I am also really excited to say that Booty has been super gracious in giving us a discount code. You can use code ECOCHIC for 15% off your order. What I like about Booty specifically is that everything comes in basic colors. It's like a black, a tan, and sometimes a gray, and they are basic pieces, underwear, long sleeve shirts, bras, socks, things like that. You don't need to go out and replace your closet with totally sustainable new items if that's not really in your price point right now. If you're trying to make baby steps into transitioning to a more sustainable closet, looking at your basics is an incredible place to start. There are things that you're using every day, and if you're going to make a choice to buy something really long-wearing, it should be something that you are using as often as possible. So I think the idea of minimalism starting with your basics is an awesome place to start. I will go ahead and say that Booty did send me over quite a few items, and I have a couple of recommendations for y'all. I have two specific recommendations. My number one thing that Erin and I talk about is this long-sleeve shirt. It is really a basic long-sleeve shirt. It's black that I have it in, and I wear it both as an activewear piece, as a layering piece. Bamboo is thermoregulating, which we talk about a little bit in this episode, so the idea that it's a super versatile fabric and it's a basic piece that I can use for a lot of different functions. So I am obsessed with this really basic long sleeve shirt, which I never thought that I could be obsessed with such a basic clothing item, but it works in so many different occasions. It works for a lot of different temperatures and climates and things like that. So my recommendation, totally, a black long sleeve shirt. And then the other thing that Erin and I talk about is underwear. So the idea that you're wearing something every single day, it should be comfortable. It should be something, again, that like really moves with you, whether you are running errands, going to work, working out, whatever. So you need a really nice, basic pair of everyday underwear. Those are the two items that Erin and I kind of focus on the most because I find that they provide the most value to me personally. I would totally recommend you check out Booty online, B-O-O-D-Y again, and I'm really excited to be sharing this episode with you because I think that there's a lot of really tangible take-home-you-can-do-today type tips today. So with that, I hope you really enjoyed today's conversation. If you do, please go ahead and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I mean, think about it. How often do you really scroll all the way down to the Apple Podcast page and leave a rating and review? And it's not a big deal. It takes two seconds. You can do it right here in the app. And I so, so, so appreciate it. It helps me a lot figure out what really works for you and what conversations provide you value. So with that, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you really enjoyed this conversation with Erin Orbach of Booty EcoWear. Erin let's just get like right into it I would love to hear about your lifestyle especially when it comes to minimalism
1: I growing up definitely you know as a teenager and as a girl in college kind of had that smaller budget for clothes and I was one of those people that did shop it. Forever 21 or those more fast fashion HM brands, because that's kind of where my mindset was. And then it's really as I've gotten older and started working for Booty Eco Wear that I kind of had my eyes open to this world of sustainable fashion and minimalism. My approach to clothes completely changed. Instead of finding maybe like a new shirt to wear to this party over the weekend or this new event, it became more. What clothes can I incorporate into, like, my everyday life and my work life as well? I've always been more of a, like, jeans and t-shirt girl, essentially, and never one for, like, bright colors and more of, like, a advanced approach to fashion, as I guess you could say. So working for Booty, I could really hone in on that, like black, white, and gray clothing aesthetic. From there, just kind of learning about ethical fashion and sustainability in general, it just kind of naturally led over into my own personal life. So it's really great kind of just defining that personal sense of style. And then also at home, like realizing that maybe you don't need all those throw pillows or clutter, beauty products, just focusing on what you really use. So you don't need multiple of the same exact product, for example, like a moisturizer, just kind of sticking to my favorites. And then also just not really going into such like impulse fashion and shopping for the sake of shopping. It just kind of changed my whole approach. So that minimalism just has led over and everywhere from clothing to the food I eat to the way I shop.
0: I think that that's actually a really great way to like think about minimalism as a lifestyle and not just about your closet. Because I love what you said about, you know, you don't need 10,000 throw pillows when you start practicing these more streamlined approaches to the rest of your life. Because I feel that way even like with seasonal decor, do I really need all of this or am I just being suckered into it because it's cute? The idea of minimalism really across the board in your life.
1: Totally. And it's like, when you think about these things, it's like, do you really want to own something that you keep out of the box for two months? Of course, it's fun to have Christmas decorations and things, but keep it to more minimalistic, simple approach is I think just the way to go long-term. And then you don't feel like you have all this stuff in clutter or storage.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think the idea of an item that you can really use year round and use like really well is really important. The idea that you're investing in a piece that is going to serve you every single day, if not at least multiple times a week. I think that that's also a really great turning point. I would love to switch gears a little bit and talk more about fashion and the idea of sustainable fashion and sustainable clothing items.
1: So I think it's something that is becoming a lot more well-known. I think for people seeing brands like Forever 21 file for bankruptcy and a lot of these fast fashion brands go out of business, they're becoming more aware of the sense of sustainable fashion. So for sustainable fashion, I think it really starts off with the clothes in your own closet and wearing what you have instead of being so impulse-driven and event-driven in your own shopping habits. So I like to think of it when you're trying to find a sustainable fashion brand or like a new piece of sustainable clothing. It's good to look at it in two ways. It's good to look at it from the production side of clothing and like what clothes are being made. So for example, here at Booty, when we look at our production and how our clothes are made, the primary fabric is called viscose derived from bamboo. And so when you look back onto that, the bamboo we use in our clothing is all grown organically without pesticides, fertilizers, or artificial irrigation, which is super important because it's really water conserving. And all that bamboo comes from FSC certified forests. It means that none of the bamboo in our products are affecting natural habitat loss or deforestation. So I think the key thing with bamboo is the water conservation. And then going into the production side of our process, a closed-loop system, what it means is that all the water is recycled, so nothing is left out to the environment. If you watch the documentary, The True Cost of Fast Fashion, they kind of show in there that a lot of these production facilities are dumping water into the environment, which is super dangerous and unhealthy. So our whole process is closed-loop, and then all of our clothing, is, or the majority of it, is computer-knitted. So there's no fabric waste there. So in terms of the production of a clothing brand, I think it's always important to look at where the fabric is coming from, who's making the products. All of our products are made in WRAP certified facilities, which ensures fair labor. So you really wanna look at the production side of sustainable fashion, but I think also a really big important part is looking at the clothes that a brand is making. Are they clothes that are affordable? Or are they clothes that can be worn every day? You really want to focus on clothes that, like I said, can be worn mixed and matched and that really kind of stick to that more like minimalistic approach into something that's like trend hopping or season hopping.
0: I think that's a really good point. The idea that you want something that's really just steadfast throughout the seasons in a sense you want something that you can use kind of all year round again and before we get like too much into that I would love to hear more about bamboo and maybe some of the pros of using bamboo as a fabric like why should we be looking for fabrics that are derived from bamboo
1: I would say probably the biggest point for that is the way the bamboo is grown. That it's grown organically, that there's no pesticides, fertilizers, and the artificial irrigation. I really would say that the best part about that fabric is the water conservation aspect to it. And then you can also go into like the final feel of the fabric. It's something that is really long lasting. It wears really nicely, it washes really nicely, and it's naturally odor resistant, moisture wicking and thermoregulating. So it's just like a versatile fabric that you can wear in everything from like underwear and tank tops to long sleeve tops as well as performing and active wear. So it's super versatile.
0: Yeah, I can definitely speak to that. I feel like I have this long sleeve shirt from Booty that really is great in two different senses. I've used it as more of a thermal layering piece already, and then I've also used it as more of an active wear type shirt. And in both situations, it performed differently. You know, like it really does the job in both situations.
1: Yeah, like I said, super versatile. And it's nice because you can do that layering thing. So it doesn't always have to feel like For example, like a wool, a fabric that you wear in, like, tend to be cooler situations. The bamboo is such, like, a soft fabric that you can really wear it in, like, all ranges of temperatures.
0: Right. And bamboo is also thermal regulating, you mentioned, correct? So it, like, keeps you cool when you need to be kept cool, and then it keeps you warm in colder situations.
1: Yeah. It's, like, perfect traveling piece, I feel like, because it kind of gets you from the airplane coolness to on the road. So just super versatile.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Also, the idea of traveling pieces because you can really mix and match when everything is of a similar color scheme. It's so much easier to work with what you have in your closet. You don't have to worry so much about pieces matching or pieces just like not fitting right together, you know?
1: Having those basic pieces instead of, for example, a top you buy for a certain event that stresses you out when you have to find a new way to wear it other than what you first purchased it for It's less stress and more efficient in terms of getting dressed.
0: I think efficiency is a really good way to look at your clothing, essentially. Like, think about how well you can mix and match certain pieces.
1: Yeah. In my own closet, when I really transitioned to this more minimalistic approach, I took everything out and I started organizing it by sleeve length and color for tops and then categorically organized everything. And so when I get dressed in the morning, it makes it a lot faster because I can see what I have. And then also when the time comes that I do feel like I need a new piece in my closet, I can look at everything I own in that category instead of like ruffling through a bunch of tank tops of all different patterns or dresses that kind of blend into each other. That sounds like a really
0: good system to have on a personal level. And I would love to talk about transitioning into this more minimalist closet. Like, what are some ways that people can really start thinking more deeply about the choices they're making, both of clothing that they're bringing in, but also of clothing that they're keeping? How can someone really start to transition into a more minimalist closet?
1: So I think a big part of it, and this is like edge between minimalism and sustainable, because essentially with minimalism, you'd be like, okay, do I really need to own this? I think what's really important is just wearing the clothes you already own and getting as much life as you can out of those. But then once you do realize that maybe some piece of clothing needs a new life and you're able to donate that, I think it's just focusing on those pieces that you truly do wear. For example, if you have a sweater or maybe a dress in your closet that you wore a few years ago and that you really, really don't wear anymore and you can't imagine yourself wearing it again, Maybe that's the perfect time to donate it to a shelter or somewhere who really needs it. But it's definitely trimming down your closet to those clothes you actually wear and get use out of. When I did go through my big closet change, I did take a look at clothes especially for myself. I've kind of stayed the same size since probably high school. And so I find that I had a lot of these a lot older clothes from high school that were from those kind of more fast fashion brands that just didn't really speak to me as much ethically anymore. And I kind of felt as I transitioned you know, out of college into this more professional environment, I wanted to wear clothes that fit within my lifestyle and the own personal brand I wanted to have.
0: I think that's such a good point because I recently had a similar closet clean out situation where there was plenty of things that I had held on to for years just because I haven't really changed that much physically. So I was looking at all these things that I had from fast fashion brands or things that I just like hadn't really given a lot of thought to and I was holding on to for no reason. It fits, but also does it fit well? Is it nice quality? Like has it been washed too many times to really retain its color or fabric texture, whatever it is? And just looking at a piece and saying, am I realistically going to reach for this for its original intention?
1: Yeah, it feels so liberating too to get rid of that clutter and clothes you don't wear anymore. It just frees up that space overall, gives a better vibe to your closet when it doesn't feel as jam-packed.
0: You're absolutely right. And I think also realizing that there are things, even if you are wearing them regularly, if they're not like retaining their quality anymore, being able to replace them with a more sustainable long wearing piece is also super important. Like I'm thinking, going back to the idea of a long sleeve shirt, I have plenty of long sleeve shirts that maybe are from a TJ Maxx or a Marshalls that I got when I was in college, and I would wear them all the time in the winter. And am I holding on to them just for the sake of holding on to them, even though they don't look good? So once I was able to get rid of those, I started thinking more deeply about about how can I replace this whole category of items essentially with a more sustainable fabric with like a smarter use of my dollar.
1: Totally. And that's when I see like, finding space in your closet when it does come time to replace something, like you said, for those long sleeve tops. And so it's really when you are looking to replace those basics in your closet, you're given the perfect opportunity to spend some time researching sustainable fashion brands, ethical fashion brands, but also quality too, and finding something I would say for something like underwear, bras, like long sleeve tops, such basics that you do wear on a normal basis. Like affordability is a huge factor. So it's kind of finding a perfect blend of all those categories. But yeah, I totally agree with you. Once you find that need for something new, it's the perfect opportunity to find that more quality piece.
0: Yeah. And I would love to kind of take this opportunity of you mentioning basics like underwear and bras to kind of switch gears a little bit to talk more about Booty's basic pieces. So I actually love, love, love the Booty underwear. I obviously always want underwear to fit me correctly, but I want something that's not pulling me throughout the day, something that doesn't get itchy or annoying throughout the day. If I'm working out, if I'm just like taking a walk, if I'm running errands, something that like really works for every situation. I think that booty underwear does a really good job of filling all of those needs. So I would love to talk about like basics and just what it means for a consumer to be buying booty basics.
1: Yeah, I think it's just if you look at our clothing, whether it's online or in-store, we really focus on those everyday essential pieces. So we have about 10, eight to 10 different styles of underwear, but they all fill a different need. We have, you know, one style of a G-string, one style of a classic bikini, one style of a full brief. Like we focus on those essential pieces that we've had since our brand launched instead of coming up with new seasons or new trends. So we really focus on those core pieces. And just comfort, like you want them to be clothes that are like the first thing you grab in the morning when you wake up is going for that, you know, comfortable pair of underwear that you're going to feel comfortable with wearing all day. Sometimes you don't need those like lacy or frilly pieces. You know, I feel like every girl at some point was shopping in the bargain bin at Victoria's Secret buying underwear that didn't last for years. So that's the great thing about Booty's focus on everyday essentials. And we really use that as our core mission. When we're thinking about expanding our lines, it's just filling in those blank spaces. So for me, it makes my dressing process more efficient because I know every day, okay, I'm putting on my booty underwear that I like. I love the G-string. And then I'm putting on most likely the woman's shaper bra because it's comfortable and I don't feel like strapped in by or wires. Like, okay, what pair of booty socks am I wearing? T-shirt. It just simplifies it. And just the basics are so important for the closet because they're so easy to switch it up with a different jacket, a different scarf. So you can make them more like versatile.
0: That's actually a really great point. The idea that like once you do have basic pieces, you can make them more versatile with accessories. I think that's such a good point. And honestly, I do not hear enough about accessories right now because I feel like there is this war on fast fashion and maybe, you know, I shouldn't be buying so many scarves or whatever it is. So I would love to hear your take on minimalism and just how to camouflage the idea that you have a minimalist closet. Like how can you really dress up those basics without always looking like you're wearing the same thing?
1: You know, I'm definitely someone who is an outfit repeater, and I probably wear the same style of top multiple times a week, and I am very simple in my accessories, but I think it's just figuring out which different jacket you can put with something, maybe mix it up the colorways. It will have that more minimalistic, consistent look because you are focusing on those more minimalistic styles. So in terms of like mixing it up, maybe it's looking for a new sustainable jewelry brand, maybe a new pair of sustainable pants, mixing it with skirts or dresses. So I think you just have to get creative with it. For me personally, I really stick to my jeans or workout leggings and new top. And I take that more like simple approach.
0: Yeah, I think that's definitely a good way to look at it. I'm also just like a really big fan of simple jewelry and keeping things as mindless in the mornings as i can yes. that's i mean that's also a huge stress the idea that like you have to come up with a new outfit every day and once we started normalizing outfit repeating like that's a society that i want to live in because i just i can't come up with that many outfits on a regular
1: basis Like, I think we've all been there where you just wanted to buy something new and you didn't really think about it when you were purchasing it. Like, when else am I going to wear this? But you wanted it for that one-time thing. It's like reducing the mentality of that, like a one-time purchase instead of figuring out, okay, why am I buying this? What am I wearing it for? How is it going into my everyday life? Because when you buy something, you're like, okay, I just bought this. I made the excuse to spend money and buy this and I'm wearing it once a week, multiple times a week. It really provides more value to it.
0: You're absolutely right. The idea that like you're assigning value to the items that you own based on like that justification during buying time. I think that's a huge point that not a lot of people really realize. Like you are paying money for something and like why is it that you're choosing to spend money on this item versus that?
1: Yeah. And then when you think about like you're choosing to spend money on something, choosing for this item to take up room in your closet, why would you want to choose something that you know you're only wearing once that you're going to look at every day and remember how much money you spent on it and you didn't wear it again? I feel like it gives you a lot of more like just happiness when you know you bought something and you're wearing it a lot.
0: Yeah. You feel like your purchase is justified, especially if it is a more high-end item or like a specialty item. Let's say it's like a rain boot or something. That's what I have to imagine. Like something that you're going to wear for a whole season every single day. That's a great purchase to justify. But if it's a sparkly dress for New Year's Eve, when else are you going to wear it?
1: Yeah. And I think especially with that justification for the price and think about how often you're able to wear it, you can also use that to look at, okay, how sustainable is something that I'm buying? And is this going to make me feel like emotionally really happy knowing that I put money into something that I not only wear multiple times a week or something, but also has this give back factor or ethical factor? It's kind of like a win-win scenario.
0: I think that that's a really great point to kind of just encourage people to think more about the purchases they're making and just being really smart about the brands that you're supporting. I feel like that was maybe one of my biggest learning curves once I was starting to live a lower waist lifestyle or anything like that. When you are transitioning into this more sustainable fashion mindset, it's really interesting to think more deeply about the brands that you're supporting and the fabrics that you're purchasing and how much you really anticipate a certain item to stick with you.
1: Totally. And I think a lot of times, like before sustainable fashion became really popular, when people purchased a brand, it helped them feel like a certain way. But the rise of sustainable fashion has the opportunity that you're doing something good. That not only is what you bought doing good for the planet, good for the people, good for yourself, it kind of all around just seems like a more positive purchase.
0: Absolutely. And the idea of being good for the planet, I would love to kind of just get back to that really briefly. I would love to talk a little bit about some things that people should be thinking about when they are wanting to buy something that is environmentally conscious or environmentally sound. What are some things that you would definitely recommend people look out for in terms of clothing items?
1: First, of course, start with what am I purchasing? How often am I wearing this? Like justify the purchase intent first and then when you know you have the need for something, then it's time to look into the different options you can have in companies. So for a company, I would for sure look at how is the product made, like who is making the product, where are the fabrics coming from, where is the product being made. Just definitely dig more deeper into it. And I think it's also helpful to look at customer reviews and see from people who already own the product, what they say about how long lasting it is. I think long lasting is a really, really important factor to it and thankfully with the internet now, there's a lot more information you can find and research. So it's definitely that word of mouth review thing that I think helps kind of make you make that purchase.
0: I do not purchase things now online without looking at reviews. I used to be someone who would maybe look at the stars and be like, okay, four stars, good enough for me. And once you start reading through reviews, you realize that people may have knocked a particular item down because of quality, but maybe it got there really fast. And like, you don't really know what people are praising until you're sitting there and really reading reviews.
1: Yeah. And then that way, it kind of feels like you're getting that recommendation from a friend. I mean, you have to take all reviews with a grain of salt and read a bunch but they do kind of take out that like scare factor from making that purchase.
0: And then with that, I would love to get your take before we wrap up. What are some really good basic pieces that you would recommend to people in just thinking more about or investing in higher quality pieces, more sustainable pieces? Let's say specifically from Booty, if you were to purchase like one thing, what would be the one recommendation?
1: Okay, my number one thing, this is so hard, but I would have to say the shaper bra is my absolute favorite it's really replaced the need for me to buy bras as often as I was before it really replaced all those more like underwire bras just more comfortable but if I could pick a few more is like my basic go-to pieces from different categories the underwear the shaper bra and then like how you said you loved it the long sleeve top is just so versatile and can be worn winter or summer, layered or not layered, just on its own. I think that's such a great piece. And I think those are all pieces that you can easily incorporate to your closet. I mean, everyone wears underwear every day or most likely socks as well. So I think those are quick, easy, also affordable purchases that you can make that start building that sustainable wardrobe. Like I always say to people, it doesn't have to be this really large financial investment. It's all about these little steps that you can do and quick little changes that kind of take out the intimidation factor of a sustainable wardrobe, which I feel like a lot of people can get sometimes.
0: Yes. I love that you mentioned that it does not have to be a huge financial investment to have a more sustainable wardrobe because that is a huge conversation topic that people bring up a lot of the time. There's a big misconception that in order to have a slow fashion closet or to have some sort of more eco-conscious wardrobe, it has to be a big financial investment and there are definitely brands that will present that, you know, like there's plenty of brands where you can spend a lot of money to get a really sustainably made item, but it doesn't have to be that way. There is definitely an in-between. There's definitely an affordable option. And I'm really glad that booty is able to bring all of those basics at a really attainable price point.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think if someone's looking to kind of build out that wardrobe more, maybe a sustainable like sweater, for example, a little bit too high out of your price range okay maybe you have to hold off on that sustainable switch yet but when it comes to like your underwear and basics things you're wearing so often at that lower price point like it feels like it's a it's an easier smaller baby step in the right direction
0: i hope you really appreciated that conversation with erin orbach of booty ecoware i know that i personally got a lot of great like take-home tips for streamlining my closet and reassessing my minimalist aesthetic and just figuring out what really should hold value in my closet. So I really, really liked that conversation. I hope you did too. And don't forget, if you are interested in checking out Booty, you can use the code ECOSHIC for 15% off your purchase. If you're interested in supporting the podcast in any other capacity, you could totally shop our sustainability sister brand, totally totally TotallyEcoChic.com for things like produce bags, silicone bags, and your podcast merch. It's a really fun brand that I'm very proud of, and if you're interested in learning more about that brand, you can go ahead and listen a few episodes back. I really explained the vision and why it is that we're launching a second brand and things like that. So thanks so much for tuning in today's episode. I will also, again, be releasing our zero waste starter kit type episode later this week. So, look out for that. If you want to chat, I am super, super active on Instagram at podcast. I'm constantly sharing like really funny environmental memes and news and things like that. So, at podcast is the easiest way to get in touch with me and I love talking to y'all and meeting you. And my personal page is also linked down below. It's at Laura E. Diaz. You can email me if you would like, Laura at LauraEDiaz.com. Diaz Diaz is D-I-E-Z. And I also always have that in the show notes. So I look forward to speaking to you guys later this week. I hope you have an awesome Tuesday.